Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. What's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And to you listening wherever you are tonight at WWL.com, the radio.com app. Welcome into the show. LSU baseball wins earlier tonight. They defeat Southeastern 6-5. to five. We'll talk a little Tiger baseball. We'll talk Tiger hoops second hour with Scott Alexander as they prepare for a huge week. Florida tomorrow and then Saturday against Tennessee. A chance to really set themselves up to win the SEC. If they win these two games this week, they're going to be in major control of this conference. So a lot to talk about there. We'll talk a little Saints free agent targets. The two big stories that I want to talk about in our number one, Tim Donahue, the disgraced NBA referee, he's back in the news again because ESPN is kind of low-key dropped a huge expose and article this morning. I mean, this thing is about 30 pages long if you print it out how they uncovered many more details than were ever publicly released in this in that he and did rig games, called, made calls in games to benefit the side that he bet on. Remember, he bet on games that he was refereeing, and this goes to the Gambino family in New York worldwide scheme here. And the NBA and Don, he always maintained that, well, yeah, he never uh, fixed any games, never point shaved. Well, we have on the record many people on the record now to completely refute that. It's an incredible story. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But I want to talk about Anthony Davis here at the start of the show again and how Gail Benson, who's in the news today because of the attacks that she has received from Bill Simmons, who's the opinionated and really beloved face of The Ringer, a website co-owned by HBO that covers sports and pop culture. Well, he was on his podcast yesterday really belittling her, saying that she has no credentials to own a sports team, insinuated her marriage to Tom Benson was some kind of conspiracy by her to gain ownership of the Saints and Pelicans, frequently referred to her as the widow during these podcasts, just really across-the-line attacks by Bill Simmons. But why I think that this kind of proves that Benson has an opportunity here to define her ownership legacy early in her tenure, different from that of her late husband's. And that's where I want to start with this. And my commentary right now just got posted online at WWL.com if you want to check out the written version of it. And I expand a little deeper in there. But if you ever needed proof that there's deep-rooted bias against powerful women running professional sports franchises look no further than what happened with Simmons and, and Gail Benson here really the attacks that she's received from national media the last few weeks Simmons attacks were across the line unnecessary what they did do is they illuminated a consistently unfair caricature that the national media has painted of Benson, a woman who is over her head as the owner of two professional sports franchises who either doesn't care about her NBA team or doesn't understand how to run it. Excuse me, but that's hogwash. That is nonsense. Some of the other NBA owners 
James Dolan, New York Knicks, he was an art curator. Paul Allen, who owned the Portland Trailblazers until his death last year, he was a computer guy. Mark Cuban, famous, one of the faces of the league, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, he founded an internet radio company, also a software guy. Herb Simon, who owns the Pacers, was a shopping mall developer. It could go on here, but nearly every NBA owner has a background in something besides basketball. Michael Jordan's an exception, owner of the Bobcat uh, Hornets. So how is it that Gail Benson, who was involved in the operation of the Saints and Pelicans when Tom Benson owned the team, somehow less qualified than all of those men? Seems a little weird to me that that's the storyline playing out there. But one thing that this saga with Anthony Davis has given Gail Benson is an opportunity to define her own legacy. Again, one separate from Tom's. We've heard the reports that Benson was livid after Anthony Davis walked out of the Smoothie King Center mid-game last week. And she vented her frustrations by firing general manager Del Demps. Now, that axing to me, it was a necessity. It was obviously coming. But the Pelicans haven't always done the obvious thing in their history here. A lot of times, they have kind of this nonchalant, the ownership has, Tom Benson did at times, a nonchalant attitude towards that franchise. Maybe Benson's quick and decisive action here with Demps could indicate that she's going to chart a much different course, more pragmatic approach to ownership than Tom Benson did. We've heard these reports last year. I reported them on my show that Gail Benson... She has this eagerness to change the culture inside the Pelicans organization. Those stories have popped up with relative frequency in the last year. Much of the fan base, and I hear this all the time for people that call and text the show, much of you, you think those reports are some kind of softball journalism here locally by people who want to get it in with Gail Benson, powerful new leader of the Saints and Pelicans, the owner? I think those dismissals are a mistake, and I've said they're a mistake for a very long time. Benson genuinely cares about the Pelicans franchise. And the perceptions on how it's run. She's in attendance at most home games. She'll often travel with the team to road games. Right now, she's in the process of restructuring the front office. And these reports say she has every intention of building a solid competitive NBA franchise in New Orleans. She truly cares about basketball here. And we all love Tom Benson and what he did late in his life for the city here after Katrina. But if we're being objective, Tom Benson at times seemed to be more, more indifferent with the Pelicans and their team's success and stability. This is why her response to Anthony Davis's bizarre All-Star weekend is critical. Gail Benson must not let Anthony Davis's petulant, outlandish words and behavior over the past few weeks go unmet with repercussions. Davis openly talked about teams he'd like to play for while he's still under contract. He threatened to file a grievance with the players union if the team didn't play him and then promptly walked out of the arena while a game was in progress. He's using the Lakers. He's using LeBron and clutch sports and magic Johnson and LA as props to back his childish behavior. 
hoping, I guess, they'll draw the ire of fans and Pelicans ownership while deflecting from the truth that this was all along Anthony Davis's decision and his orchestrated plan from the get-go. He said as much in those interviews at All-Star Weekend. This was my plan from the get-go. I orchestrated this from the get-go. He owns this. So again, Gail Benson can silence her doubters here by taking more strong, decisive action that is in the best interest of the team, her employees, players, and this small but growing fan base in the city. I told you what she should do. She should inform Anthony Davis that he will no longer play in the Pelicans uniform. He is no longer welcomed here. You could cite conduct detrimental to the team. You could cite the injuries that have caused him to leave both that game with the Pelicans and the All-Star game, a very on-brand for him over the weekend. Take any fine the NBA threatens, and if they threaten draft picks, then fight back while public perception is on your side. Don't let bullies in the league offices or bullies in Los Angeles or bullies who are currently employed by the Pelicans dictate how to run this franchise. Don't do it. Taking control of this 80 soap opera, Tony, it could allow Gail Benson to begin setting her own legacy. One is strong, determined, shrewd as an owner who's committed to the Pelicans in New Orleans. And I'm optimistic that that will happen and we will not see Anthony Davis back on the court. 504-260-1870 if you want to jump on in and talk about it. That's area code 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. Also coming up next, Ollie Cosell, the Bird Rights, will come on in and rap about it. Just getting started here tonight. It's Logan behind the glass. I'm Seth Dunlap, and the last lap is here on WWL. Welcome back to the show. We continue to follow the Anthony Davis saga and awaiting to see whether he will play for the Pelicans, suit up in a Pelicans uniform again. You can find my commentary on how Gail Benson can begin to define her legacy in a very strong way with her handling of the Anthony Davis situation. That's online at www.com, radio.com, radio.com app right now. We'll get to your calls in just a second. Hold on if you're on hold. But first, Ollie Cosell of the Bird Rights joins us, editor-in-chief there, at Ollie Cosell on Twitter. And Ollie, another day and more interesting tidbits here. And I guess most of the, the local Pelicans fandom was talking about Bill Simmons and his comments today. What would you make of those? Ugh. This guy's always been known to kind of side with Boston, with maybe some of the other major uh, markets in the NBA. And so he's always looked down upon the Pelicans, the handling of Anthony Davis. And he's always criticized Del Benson, a lot of the other decisions. But yeah, he, he's taken another turn by simply going after Gail Benson. Uh, maybe not so much objectivity, but just he, he's had that hidden message of basically talking about her being the widow, her being a woman that doesn't really know what's going on basketball-wise, not having any faith in her. Um, and you know what? It is kind of ridiculous. In this day and age, for him to say those type of comments, you know, it's a bad look to begin with, but it, it's just downright wrong. So, Seth, I'm, I'm not surprised the Pelicans fan base is up you know, basically reacted the way that we've seen them. Yeah, I'm not either. Full disclosure here for everybody. I've, I, look, I am a fan of the ringer, his side. I'm actually a fan of Simmons, too, but I got a call out when it needs to be called out, and that was just across the line here, the things he said about Gail Benson. It's hard for me to believe that he would say the same thing about, I don't know, Herb Simon or Mark Cuban or some of the other NBA owners, but 
I guess we'll get to more important topics here, Ollie, and that is what I referenced in my column today. Will Gail Benson allow Anthony Davis back on the court after he was openly talking about playing for other teams during All-Star Weekend, walked out of the Smoothie King Center? Is he going to be back this week, or will he not? If I was a betting man, I'm going to have to say they're going to fight it. So will he be back? There may be, you know, he might have a small role. It all depends on what happens, Steph, on whether he files that grievance because it looks like the Pelicans are going to stand their ground. We've seen Mark Stein up with the New York Times and a few others have published basically stating that the New Orleans Pelicans are done with continuing with the charade that's gone on. And they've got a lot of evidence, Steph. I think that they can point to a lot of things. Even Adam Silver in his uh, comments over the All-Star break basically alluded to that this isn't just, hey, they're going to sit down one of the top five players. No, this situation has not been handled properly from either side, and it just looks bad in all sorts of uh, aspects. And then you've got to add, look at all the uh, former greats, Shaq, Kareem. They've all basically called AD out for not handling the situation right. So there's a lot of things in the Pelicans' favor that is going to allow them to have some ammunition to take it to court, wherever this leads to, to fight him. But you've got to think, and I've been hearing this for weeks now, even when they were playing him, but they were not happy with him playing. And, you know, we saw come no boil, right? Alvin Gentry calling it a dumpster fire. So it's clear to us the position of the organization, and they will fight it, but you just don't know whether you can say never. Um, I would hope it's never, but, you know, the players' union is powerful, Steph. AD's one of the most prominent faces. If he truly wants to play and he keeps maybe showing some kind of good faith or promising to do it here on out, they may side with him. It's Ali Cosell, the Bird Rights, joining us. You referenced Adam Silver and NBA Commissioner's comments over the weekend. I've always said I liked Adam Silver. I haven't really agreed with a lot of his decisions in this case, but I think he's charted a course that's much more favorable for the league than David Stern did. And I like those comments, Ollie. Do you think that he's realizing that perhaps he's given too much leeway and the league has given too much leeway to their stars in this league? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, everybody talked about how the situation could have been handled in a better light. And all of this was pushed by AD. You know, he's the one that made the trade request public. There was lists. And now AD's saying, well, you know, I'm basically here for all 2019. He's basically been flip-flopping. So it's he's consistently been a distraction. He hasn't really stood by any stance. So for Adam Silver to basically, you know, now kind of approach a situation from where, hey, this is a toxic toxic atmosphere for New Orleans, yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. So it looks like that it would be great news if the league would kind of back or just stay away from the Pelicans in deciding to sit Anthony Davis and let it just become a battle between the players' union and AD. Because, like I said, the Pelicans have done a good job of kind of playing ball with Adam Silver. They allowed him to play those four games right after that trade request, you know. And I felt like that was a sign from the team that, hey, we're going to do what's best for him. We've got an all-star game coming up. He's going to be wearing our uniform. But as you've seen, he's continued to kind of play this ridiculous games in his representation. That's where the Falcons have, you know, been kind of the good soldier in all of this. And like I said, now that we're past all this, those four games, that all-star game, I feel like with Stern's comments on top of it, Falcons have, have a good chance of definitely fighting him. And the worst thing that could possibly happen, I'm thinking now, 
they're just going to pay fines from mm-hmm. the uh, players union. But of course, this is their big one, Seth, is they may be able to uh, nail him with some kind of conduct that was detrimental to the team by simply the way he left that last game. You know, he walked off. Supposedly, he let Dell Demps know. But again, it was for an MRI for an injury that wasn't deemed too serious. Yeah, it's. I hope that that stand happens. I'm being an optimist when, uh, I guess like you, I think it will. The other thing that I feel like they could nail him for, or the NBA, and maybe Adam Silver could, and maybe this is why he's a little more on the side of the Pelicans now than he was a couple of weeks ago, is Anthony Davis openly talking about playing for a whole bunch of other teams during All-Star break. He's under contract here in the Pelicans. How can that go unmet, man? That's exactly right. He's acting like he's a free agent out there. And everybody you've heard comment on the situation, they've never seen a player do this before, let alone in Anthony Davis' standing. I mean, it is such a bad look. He and his rep- representation, Seth, this is just blatant amateur hour. I, I, I don't understand it, but yet they should penalize him or hold it against him at a minimum because you're right. He's under contract. You know, the Pelicans could very easily, you know, start maybe docking his pay or at least suspend him for some of these comments, and that way they're sending him that way. I mean, there's a lot of avenues here because he simply opened his mouth and said some really ridiculous things. Indeed. Did you get a chance, and I don't, we didn't talk about this before he came on the air, did you get a chance at all to, to read or skim the ESPN article on Tim Donahue today? Did you catch any of that, Ollie? It's, it's fascinating. No, sorry. I didn't catch that one. Yeah, it's fascinating. Well, well, in it, um, on they have on-record sources, many of them, and they've dotted every I and crossed every T that, yeah, there was indeed game-fixing going on, point-shaving going on, even though the NBA – and Tim Donahue denied that for years. Um, do you believe that something like this is a concern right now for the NBA or really professional sports when uh, sports betting now is going to be proliferating across the country with last year's landmark Supreme Court ruling? It has to be. I mean, all it takes is one individual who's down in the dumps, maybe you know, knows he doesn't have a career that's going to last or – is on his way out, he's in money, financial problems. There's all sorts of scenarios you can paint. So, yeah, I think very conceivably you have to worry about any kind of possible bribes happening and to where you just just shave a point or two, nobody's really going to notice. I mean, referees miss calls all the time, Seth, as we know. So would it be out of the ordinary to see a missed call or two down the stretch? I don't think so. So I think, yeah, there's a good reason to be worried about something like this possibly either has happened or happening in the future. Uh, we only got about a minute left, but I am curious. We, we talked last week about your top prospects for the general manager or and or, I guess, a president of basketball operations spot. Is Zarin still at that top of your list? Anybody else? Zarin was, but, you know, looking deeper into him, he seems so committed to Boston. I was reading how it, that's his childhood team, and he turned down the Celtics. Uh, he's like their main analytics guy. It sounds like he's a happy guy, honestly, in Boston. So it's hard to see. If he, he, he uses to go to Philly, Seth, why would he come to New Orleans? So he's kind of basically slipped off my radar recently because that's just a little far-fetched. Um, one guy we didn't talk about, I didn't talk with you about, was Trajan Langdon. He's a former, uh, another Dukey. He's uh, currently an assistant GM up there under uh, Sean Marks, the Brooklyn Nets. And he's made a name for himself. He's a young guy, but he's uh, got some good experience. He's turned around, helped turn around, you know, in the pit New Jersey team that's now, you know, in the playoffs. Haven't really had any picks, so they've had to really look under a lot of rocks to build that team, and they've done a good job. Yep. Uh, dealt 
Detroit Pistons were interested in him and stuff. So he's a good name that I, I, I would put alongside Troy Weaver. And, you know, we, we can't discount this guy. Danny Fair, I've been looking into him, and I'm going to write something for tomorrow. Hey, hey uh, Ollie, hold on for 60 seconds if you could. we got a hard break. 60 seconds, we're back. We're back with Ollie Cosell, editor-in-chief of The Bird Rights, as we talk Anthony Davis. And Ollie was going through his list of possible GM candidates. Ollie, and you were talking about Danny Ferry right before that break. Yeah, I always looked at him as an extension of Del Bams before. I think we all did here in New Orleans, you know, because he, he was never in a prominent position, never spoke publicly, and he kind of left Atlanta in the, in a bad light, of course, following some Lou L. Bing comments with some racist remarks. But you know what? He was cleared of all that stuff. He even had civil black leaders in, in that city uh, basically exonerate him, and he's still highly regarded in league circles. And when I look at him and his body of work, you know, it almost makes sense to go after a guy. If the Pelicans truly want to put somebody in charge that, you know, is a pre- decent president of basketball operations where he only has to answer Gail Benson, I think somebody as experienced as Danny Ferry makes a lot of sense. And therefore, you can then bring in a general manager like Trajan Langdon, somebody that's younger, who's apt to make mistakes. So like Del Demps, you know, pe- young GMs learn on, on the uh, learn on, on, on the uh, kind of on the rise. You know, they, they don't have that much experience so like with Del Demps we saw all his mistakes happen early uh so you kind of want to I think put in an, a front office that's got you know the best of both worlds you got a young guy who's fiery who's going to do all the day-to-day stuff uh but you have an overseer like Danny Barry who's been in the league his entire life uh and it just seems to make sense for a combination so the fact that the Pelicans Seth actually went out and said we're going to you know have Danny Ferry replace Del Demps for the end of the season. They have trust in him, and I'm wondering if he could be in a decent position to honestly maybe win this uh, battle for a, you know the lead job in that front office. Oh, it's going to give me something to think about. Great stuff here from Ollie Cosell. Final one, Ollie. Are you buying what a lot of reports and sources are saying about Gail Benson, that she wants to run this franchise differently than her late husband did, that she wants to be more – uh, interactive, more entwined, entangled with the franchise, and she's all in on building the Pelicans into a respectable and consistent winner in the NBA. You buying all that? I actually am because she is the main reason Tom Benson bought the team. She is the one that came up with the color schemes tended towards this name, although I think there were a couple other names in consideration besides the Pelicans. She basically made all these decisions, right? So she's always fancied um, the Pelicans organization. It wasn't Tom. Tom did, could care less about basketball or saving it really in Warren until she talked him into it. So it's kind of been her baby from the start, but because she's never been, like I said, any kind of vocal, outspoken critic or just, you know, public figure on behalf of the Pelicans, we wouldn't know that. So this is a great opportunity. I feel like that's what the brass has realized with all these comments coming from the organization. It's all coming now from Gail Benson. They're using her name a lot. So whether it's just illusory or not, um, and the fact that she will either talk to us or not, it doesn't matter. I think the fact is she does care. Uh, even though there's going to be other guys helping her with decisions, you know, she's still going to have a circle that she's going to consult with. But I truly think she does care, and she wants to kind of exude that power. Um, and we're probably going to see here how she handles this Anthony Davis uh, whole saga. So this is going to be the most interesting time because she has to – wield some power you've got to think right this is no good nobody wants to see anthony davis continue playing so this is a perfect opportunity for her to show to the fans that 
hey, this organization does care, and we are committed to heading in the right direction. Yep, I'm buying it too. I'm with you, Ollie. What's going on at the Bird Rights? I know you guys just must be all completely busy with the Anthony Davis saga, man. I know that. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Like I said, I'm hoping now to write, you know, focus on some general manager and possible president of basketball operations guys, and that's what we're going to focus on the next few days that we're going to be publishing. But there's a couple of good pieces, like Pelicans owner Gail Benson. I'm the captain. That was a great piece. And then, of course, I had a guy break down Drew Holiday. You know, we still got to talk about how there are some players that are still giving their all and, you know what, are doing a great job. Like, he locked down Paul George the other night. So that needs, you know, some acclaim. I'm there every day, Ollie. I'll be reading it and reading what you're writing. Really appreciate the time, man. We'll do it again. Thanks so much. Absolutely, Steph. Take care. Ali Cosell of The Bird Rights, editor-in-chief there, at Ali Cosell on Twitter. Always a pleasure to talk to Ali. Let's go to the phone lines now, 504-260-1870. I am curious what you, the fans, our audience, thinks about this Anthony Davis situation. What do you think about Gail Benson becoming more interactive, more proactive with this Pelicans franchise than really we've seen ownership be before? We'll go to James in New Orleans first. James, welcome to the show. Welcome. How you doing? I'm good, James. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I I kind of don't agree with sitting Anthony Davis. You know, as a as a paying fan, I kind of want to see the best product on the floor. Now, it, it may not be the best situation, but I want to see the best guys play. And I think uh, if we're taking I understand that, but, I, man, I, if, if I go and I pay my money, I want to see the best guys play, if they can play. Well, what I, my, my counter to that, James, would be the Pelicans won two games without Anthony Davis and were competitive um, without Anthony so Davis. You think we're, we're better with you, you think right we're now, better yes. without Anthony Do Davis? You, I mean, isn't the proof in the pudding, James? No, no, man. Sometimes, I mean, he, he may not have – I think the fans booing him probably didn't help his psyche but man the guy actually has played since he's been here what about that i think i think what do you mean what do you mean he's played since he's been here he's 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 played he's given his all well i mean if i was making 30 million dollars a year i'd give it my all too that doesn't excuse what he's done here the last couple of weeks james i mean he, he said he doesn't want to be here he's on national radio and television talking about the teams he wants to play for and he left okay. the arena mid-game, man. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I understand what you're saying, but I, if you listen to the show, James, I believe that Anthony Davis should have the right to go play where he wants. I'm a players' rights guy, I, but I don't I, think I, he deserves to salt the earth on the way out here, and that's what he seems to be doing to me. Okay, now we didn't we didn't know what was up with the injury. Now, when he when he played in the All Star game, that did not look good to me because I'm like, okay, if you were hurt two days ago. Mm-hmm. You needed to go get an MRI. You probably shouldn't have played in the All-Star game. Now, I didn't watch much of it, so I don't know how much he played. Not not much. But, I mean, kind of on brand for him, James. Um, I, I, I guess I just disagree with you that I, I want him to play. I, do, I see your point that if you're a paying fan, maybe you want to see Anthony Davis for the last few times he's on the court, but it's just a circus and a sideshow. And as a basketball fan, as a Pelicans fan, and a fan of basketball in this city, I just want – what's best for the franchise and for the city. And I don't, 
I don't really see that Anthony Davis playing is helping anybody. I don't even think it. Let's get the, the best that we can get in, in, in the trade. Yep, I agree with you. And I agree. And I, I'm holding out hope. I don't mean to repeat myself here. I have no knowledge that Gail Benson or Mickey Loomis or anybody inside that front office is going to act one way or another on this other than what is reported by some other people here in the city who says that Gail Benson is fed up with the saga and she is ready to take strong action. She already did it with Dell Demps. That was a knee-jerk reaction, but not all knee-jerks are a bad thing. That's not always a pejorative. That was um, a well-timed and very necessary move by a franchise that doesn't always do well-timed and necessary things. And again, you can find my commentary on Gail Benson and how her handling of Anthony Davis can begin to shape and define her legacy here in the city. That piece is online at www.com. Very long text here from the 504. Um, I will try to get if, Just a, a note to anybody who's texting the show, if you send a text that's longer than a couple of lines, it breaks it up into like five or six texts, and it's very hard to read. So I will try to get that, and maybe we'll get to it after the break. Uh, remember LSU basketball, speaking of hoops, red hot, and everybody wants tickets to Saturday's sold-out LSU-Tennessee game. So if you want to be there and you don't have tickets, well, you can win them from us here at Tiger Radio WWL. Just go to WWL.com slash contests and register to win. But you have to do it by noon on Thursday. So do that by noon Thursday LSU, Tennessee tickets. Good luck and go Tigers here from WWL. Let's go to Lee on the West Bank. Lee, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Good talking to you. Listen to you a long time. Hey, appreciate it, Lee. Thanks for calling. I don't think I don't think he should play anymore if he don't want to be here. You know why he wasn't fine when he walked out the arena. That's well. I, I, they're going to say he was injured, which there's no precedent, Lee, for somebody who has a you know a shoulder bruise as Christian Garrick dubs it, a boo-boo on his shoulder to walk out on his team like that. Uh, yeah, it's just it's unprecedented. Now, you and I couldn't walk out of our jobs like that and expect to come back and everybody be okay with it, right? We'd be fired. Why he wasn't fired for that? Yeah, I, it's a good question. Well, I, it's not a good you – know, the reason why, Lee, is if they tried to find him, the Pelicans, even though we all know what that move was about – They'll just claim and go to the Players Association and say, well, you know, his shoulder was injured. He just wanted to leave and maybe go get an MRI. That's the excuse that they will use. And they'll probably have some legal standing and wording in the collective bargaining agreement that where the Pelicans could not do anything to him. But let's be honest here. We know what was happening there. The whole world does. We're not as naive as Clutch Sports or Rich Paul or Anthony Davis wants to believe. So I'm, I'm with you, Lee. Thanks for calling. Uh, call again. Glad to call for the first time. Text from the 985, if me and three other of my fellow soldiers were in a foxhole and Anthony Davis were the fifth, I would ask the other three to help me throw him out so we could keep watching each other's backs. And proverbial, yeah, foxhole that this team is in right now. I don't – you just watch how oh, guys like Etwan Moore, Drew, or Jalil Okafor, Frank Jackson – Julius Randle play with and without Anthony Davis since this all broke three weeks ago, three-plus weeks ago, and the, the difference is drastic and very stark. We'll take one more break here before the top of the hour. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. It's the last lap on WWL. 
Here's a text from the 504. Don't be surprised when the Pels get the first pick and then trade AD to Boston for Tatum, Brown, and picks. Pels will have three of the top seven picks in the draft, plus Tatum. Well, I guess in that scenario, you'd say the Pelicans get a lottery pick and then they somehow win that ping pong ball lottery with less than, what would it be? I guess it depends on where they land, but less than a 10% chance to win it. Could happen if everything's on the up and up with the NBA draft lottery. Of all the conspiracies in professional sports that are out there, the one that I am sold on is that the NBA draft lottery is rigged. At least at the top, maybe not all the time, but there's just too many coincidences. I don't think the NBA, if they are rigging the draft, would rig it for New Orleans this time. Remember, it was weird that they got the first-round pick right after Tom Benson bought the team. Okay, that's weird. Oh, it's weird when Cleveland got the number one overall pick when LeBron James was coming out. That's interesting. Boy, the Knicks, they landed the number one overall pick. Big market. When Patrick Ewing was there, East Coast, trying to rebuild. <laughs> I mean, there's just it goes on and on and on here. Maybe this was a more of a David Stern era mandate than an Adam Silver one. I don't know. I am buying that the NBA draft is rigged, though. Hey, maybe Adam Silver and Gail Benson are tight, so he would rig it for him. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? So tomorrow, a little programming note for us. LSU basketball, they play Florida over at the Pete Maravich Athletic Center in Baton Rouge. Tiger basketball, 13th in the nation in the AP poll, 16th in the coaches poll. We'll be there. Yes, we set it up. Thanks to Kent Lowe and everybody over at LSU. So we will be in attendance, and then we'll be broadcasting live from the PMAC at about 8.30, 8.45 for an abbreviated but still very fun version of an edition of The Last Lap. So tomorrow, live from the PMAC. If you're going to be there, you'll probably see me setting up shortly after the game is over. And certainly kind of shout out and say hi if you can. And look, I'm, I'm not, I'm easy to miss if you're at the game. I'll probably be walking around. I'm the six foot seven guy um, there watching Tiger Hoops. So there you go. Uh, sex from the 615. Well, this is different. I manage a large lumber company in my huddle meetings. I tell employees, you walk off for disgruntled reasons, continue to walk exit no for rehire most places that i've worked the same thing worked in the service industry for a very long time in high school and college you walk out of a service industry job you're gone you're not coming back you're not working in that place ever again in radio if i were to walk off the air mid-show and just say hey logan handle it logan would probably just put on um cbs sports our affiliates now but also i would never be asked back i would have a meeting in the corner office tomorrow and I would summarily be dismissed and fired for cause. What? What? <laughs> say that on the air, Logan. What'd you say? What would happen if I walked off? But you, here's the thing. The truth about radio is we would be in a lot more trouble if you walked off than if I walked off because that big board you're controlling there that looks like something out of the Millennium Falcon, um, yeah, you, you control everything back there. I just talk. Job's easy, so we could we wouldn't be really be going on the air anymore if you walked out. Uh, I've run boards before. I haven't run that board, by the way. Uh, yeah, don't walk out, Logan, please. Logan was dealing with the cold last week too and powered through. 
It's a trooper. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to go live on Facebook here for our 9 o'clock daily Facebook live chat. We'll be talking about Gail Benson and how she can define her legacy like we were here on the show. Would love to hear your comments there. She can join us in that video chat coming up momentarily. Next hour, we'll get into Tim Donahue. Huge expose article at ESPN detailing how he rigged games, fixed games, point shaved for years in the NBA, even though he in the NBA said that wasn't true. Uh, and ESPN came with receipts here. And we'll talk LSU basketball with Scott Alexander. Two more hours to go here on the last lap. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 